0: If you're wanting to amp up your motivation or learn some of the most powerful tools and info when it comes to getting the most out of your own mindset, then I'm running a free five-day motivation reboot challenge. It's only one hour per day over five days and is absolutely free and exclusive for my community. So if you're wanting to get more motivated and learn how to get the best out of yourself and your mindset, then register for my upcoming motivation reboot challenge. The free link is on my Michael Mojo Facebook page. I've also dropped an extra bonus on my Facebook page for all those out there who are wanting to get the most out of their mindset. I look forward to seeing you in my free challenge. You look at someone who builds a hundred million dollar business. They do the same shit every day over and over and over again. It gets real boring real quick, but that's what achieves great results. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where we talk about how to get the best out of yourself and how to build a life that you can't wait to get out of bed and live each day. This podcast is my attempt at documenting my journey, sharing my insights and what I've learned from being the private mindset and mental performance coach to some of the country's top athletes, rich listers, entrepreneurs and running events for tens of thousands of people on how to better themselves and those around them. This is for those driven to achieve more in life but are often underestimated by those around them. This podcast is my attempt at helping you prove your doubters wrong. Please enjoy. Driven Mofos, I'm going to share with you a special episode of the One Talk podcast today with host Ryan McCarthy. So recently I was on his podcast. He asked me a whole host of questions in regard to success achieving more, my life, self-sabotage patterns, procrastination, destructive behavior, we went down the rabbit hole. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back. This is part four of this four-part series. Remember to share this episode if you enjoy it.
1: This next question, I've listened, when I saw this question come through, I know you've done an episode, Alex, I listened to it on your podcast and I loved how in-depth you went. But someone asked, how can I be more decisive?" I find myself not making decisions when I know the correct decision.
0: Okay. It's an implanted value. Mm. So you're afraid of what other people are going to think if you fail. And you will normally what will happen. So um, with Sigmund Freud, he if you go and read his research or his, uh, sorry, his articles on the ego, the id and the superego, the true meaning of ego, if you go and look up the etymology or the history of the word, ego means the true self. So when everyone says it's your ego, that's the bad thing. It's not. That's They've they've misinterpreted that word. And because what happens is one person says it, then three people hear it, and then they go and say it. Now everyone says the ego is this bad thing. And it's, you know, but they've mistaken the word for being egotistical or or an egoist where you're someone who has an overinflated sense of self. The overinflated sense of self is a byproduct of devaluing yourself. So when you feel like you're less than, you will overcompensate. So those who tend to overcompensate do so because they're actually insecure within themselves and they feel like people judging and criticizing them, so they over-exaggerate um, in order to balance themselves out. But go and read the work, The Ego, The Id, and The Super Ego. The Super Ego is implanted values from other people with it, uh, on ourselves. Um. When you're indecisive, it's not that you don't know. So in the question, it already says, um, I already know the right answer. So if you already know the right answer, then the question is, why don't you make that decision? And the reason is that you know what to do, but you're afraid it's going to upset somebody else. Someone else is going to criticize you or judge you, which then means that you're trying to please them. If you're trying to please them, you're actually trying to fit into their value set. So, like my mum, here's a really good example of this. My mum used to criticize me consistently for not coming and seeing them as often as what she wanted. Yeah. And I think most people will understand this. So I'm at mum and dad's for dinner. Mum says you don't come and see us enough, or you don't see us anymore. And what she's doing is she's projecting her high value of family onto me. Mm. And then what happens is the byproduct of her implanting her values onto me, or projecting her values, makes me feel guilty. So when you feel guilty, it's normally somebody else's values being implanted onto you. So it may be friends, it may be family, it may be a preacher, it may be a teacher, but someone else is projecting what they perceive as important onto you. And so that's what makes you feel guilty. Mm -hmm. So I'm there, I start feeling that mom's pushing something onto me that makes me feel uncomfortable, then I react. So I would get pissed off with my mom and then would argue and she'd say, you know, you just don't care about us anymore, which I do care about it. It's just that I don't want to come and have dinner every week like she wants me to because I've got other shit that I'm doing, which is important to me. Um, and so we used to argue. Then one day my mom said, you know, you don't come and see us. You don't care about us. And I said, mom, look, what do you want from me? Okay, I was smarter. I adapted my communication because I, I had gotten feedback before that I was ignorant to for like 15 years. So it took me 15 years to learn one lesson. And that was that my mum was just, she wanted the best for me. But just didn't know how to communicate it. Mm. So I said, What do you want from me? And she said, I want you to be happy. And I said, What do you think that looks like? And she said, Well, I guess it's teaching, traveling, you know, doing the things that you're doing, hanging out with Jess, meeting new people and so on. And I said, Do you want me to give that up? And she said, No. I've always wanted you to be happy. And I said, Can you see that I am? Mm. Because my mum lives her values, her values are family first. So in her life, when she's around family, she feels fulfilled. She doesn't understand value systems and value structure. So she looks at me that doesn't spend time as much time as what she would like with family. So she goes, he can't be happy. He can't be fulfilled. He can't be enjoying life because he doesn't spend time with family. And then so she projects her values onto me, thinking that if I fit into her values, I will be happy. Now, I don't even care about happiness. It's not that's not a word that I use, but for her, she feels like my life would be better if I spent more time with family. Me personally, I know my values, and that's not true. I can spend time with family and I enjoy it, but only for a short period of time because I enjoy hanging out with other people. I enjoy teaching, coaching, and doing my thing because it's my values. So um, that when I, after I communicated that, my mum never made me feel guilty again because she realizes that she's already being a great mum by me living my values, and my values are the things that makes me enjoy life, not living in her values. Yeah. Okay. So um, coming to the implanted values, you've got to be really, really careful with those extra voices inside your head and ask yourself, if I make this decision, who am I going to upset? And is it going to upset them because they want me to live in their values? Are they judging and criticizing me because they're living outside of their values and now they're frustrated and angry and hate life? And so they're projecting their shit onto me, which you'll see that on most social media platforms, right? Some douchebag comes along who fucking hates life. And now because they hate life and they're angry at everybody, they see you doing something. And so they just got to tell you what a piece of shit loser you are, you know, but it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. So that could be part of it. Like when someone says, you know, I, I avoid judgment and I avoid criticism, what they're saying is I'm avoiding my own greatness because I'm afraid of what other people think. And I value them more than I value myself, which is why I have low self-worth. When you live your own values, you have high self-worth. So everything in life is essentially a dichotomy. You get to piss off people by living your own values, or you get to people please and live in everyone else's values, but hate yourself and piss yourself off. So what, what, how do you want to live, right? It's a dichotomy. You get to live a fulfilling life, which isn't very exciting, or you get to live an exciting life, which has lots of highs, but it also has lots of lows. So you, you talk to a crackhead, they have high highs, but they also have massively low lows. Now, are you prepared to have extreme highs with extreme lows, or do you want to have a more balanced, stable life, which isn't exciting, but you'll achieve a lot more? Like if you look at any high performer or high achiever, their life is really fucking boring. It's the same shit every day. Like you play professional basketball like Michael Jordan, you train, sleep, eat, rest, play, train, sleep, eat, rest, play. That's life. Now, that seems cool for like a week, but when you've got to do it for a 10 or 15 year period, it's really boring. You look at someone who builds a $100 million business, they do the same shit every day over and over and over again. It gets real boring real quick, but that's what achieves great results. Most people don't want that. They're like, I want the exciting life and I want to do all the fun shit, but I don't want to do the stuff that's consistent, which achieves great results over time because I really want to achieve great things, but I want to do exciting stuff. It's a dichotomy. You get to pick one or the other. That's the mind fuck that we're all dealing with, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I want to make heaps of money and I want to be rich, but I want to spend all my cash and like have all this shit. Well, uh, that's why you're broke. Like you want to be rich or you want to be broke and have stuff. Like you're always, that battle in most people's heads is always going on. You have to decide how you want to live and it's one or the other.
1: I love how a lot of these questions come back to values. That shows how important our values are in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The the things that I teach, like I, in my Thrive Time event, what I realized was that this was many years ago. If you get your success map for life, so I call it the mojo map for success. If you get that right, that is going to be the foundation for the rest of your life. Now you've got to adjust it and tweak it as you go along and as things grow. But I've never had anyone, whether it be a billionaire, a a rich lister, a professional athlete, someone who's hit rock bottom, drug addict. If you get it right, they're about 80% of the way there to to establishing something great in life because they know they know themselves and if you go back and you look at the greatest people throughout history they'll say things like um i think it was aristotle who said you've got to know thyself and you've got to be thyself well you can't be yourself if you don't know yourself so you've got to know yourself before you can be yourself you've got to get clear with your values properly the proper correct order the proper correct value structure that is unique to you as an individual not somebody else's values, not fantasy values, not bullshit values like most people teach. They're real legitimate values. Then you've got to get clear with your purpose. You then have to understand what lifestyle balance looks like to you because every person has an individual, unique lifestyle balance. When someone comes to me, they're like, oh, but I want to work. You know, I want a, a work and a home life that's perfectly balanced. Not fucking possible because depending on your values depends on how much time you spend in each area. Some people balance to them is working, you know, a hundred hours a week that to somebody else working more than 30 hours a week is like a nightmare. And they start to get to that stress point at 30 hours. So everyone has a unique lifestyle balance that they need to know what it looks like. And they need to know the feedback. If not, you get out of balance and shit starts falling apart and you end up in mental chaos. You need to know your mission. You need to learn how to track your visions because your brain keeps popping up these visions for you to pay attention to because it's important to you as an individual. If you don't document them and make sure that it aligns with your mission, you might be chasing fantasies. And most people live in fantasy land. You know, you ask most people, "What's a relationship look like?" Oh, I just want the perfect person who supports me and everything, who just you know agrees with me all the time. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, who who is going to agree with you all the time? Like, here's how a relationship works. You get up, you look at each other, you go, "I love you." You start the day off, you get out of bed. You walk downstairs, they're in your way. You argue with each other. <laughs> then you do something else. They frustrate you a little bit. You communicate. You talk about it. You overcome it. Then you go out for lunch. You enjoy hanging out with each other. You know, like it's 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 an ebb and flow that's always happening within a relationship. But people watch these Disney movies or these like chick flicks and the all of that sort of shit, and they think that there's this perfect human being that's going to align with them. When Jess is my greatest criticizer, my greatest judge. She knows what I'm capable of. She will tell me when my shit stinks. I will do something sometimes and she'll just look at me and she's like, you're a fucking idiot. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, why would you do this thing here when you know that it's going to end up at detrimental to yourself? And I'm like, fuck, that's a good point. Now, she's not saying that because she hates my gut. She's saying it because she knows what's best for me. She might be saying it the wrong way, but sometimes, sometimes she's got she's to hit me verbally with a baseball bat. So I pay attention. I'm like, shit, she's right. So a relationship is about growth. It's not about about passion and this agreeing upon each other. It's like, this is the person who's going to help optimize your growth and help you to be better in life. Mm. And just like a parent with their kids. If you're a parent who supports your kids in everything they do, you're going to end up with a child at 18 years of age that is erratic and probably going to end up in jail because they've never had any boundaries. They've never had anyone tell them off. They've never had anyone who says what you're doing here is not acceptable. That's yeah. also your intimate partner, right? So, so most people set themselves up with fantasies and then they wonder why their life is fucked up in a nightmare, but your, your life is a nightmare because it's trying to crack the fantasies that you have. People who have fantasies about money, they live a nightmare with money all the time. They're like, I'm always broke. I'm always stressed about money. Well, of course you are, because you think that money's going to come easy. You think that if you just win cross-lotto, everything's going to be simple. The truth is, anything in life that's worthwhile is really tough. It's really hard. You've got to learn a lot of shit. If I give mm. the average person a million bucks, I guarantee it'll be gone within 12 months. Yeah. But you speak to any individual and they're like, no, nah, it won't be. I'm going to be different. Really? You're going to be different than all the other people that have inherited money? Like, there is such a small percentage of people who inherit money who make more money. Mm. But they're also the ones who get criticized in our society. Like you look at Gina Reinhart inherits, you know, her dad's mining operation. For her to build on that is really, 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 really extremely fucking tough. Yeah. And people like, yeah, but if I had a billion dollars, I wouldn't lose it all. Really? You wouldn't lose it. What happens Mm. if I give you five bucks? It's gone like that. What happens if I give you a hundred bucks? It's gone like that. I give you a thousand bucks. It's gone like that. So if you multiply that and give you a million bucks, oh, it's going to be different. Really? Is it? Mm.
1: I love how you touched on the 100% agreeableness as well. Like in relationships, but also in life. And we'll go back to the relationship aspect. Like if I had a partner that was 100% agreeable to everything that I said, how am I going to grow as a person? Because I see the things that arise in my relationship as a reflection of the stuff that I haven't worked on myself that I need to work on to become a better individual. But that's similar with things like business and growing and getting money. If everything in life 100% agrees with you, How are you meant to grow? (laughs) You're going to stay stuck. You're going to start working backwards and you're not going to start getting the better results in life. So uh, yeah, I think that's key. Everything is a mirror of the things we need to work on.
0: Yeah, all relationships are an opportunity to optimize growth and your intimate partner is going to help you to optimize growth. And optimal growth happens with enough stress and pressure for growth and expansion, but not too much where it crushes an individual. So -hmm. if you look at a child, children, they optimize growth through stress. So when the child's first learning how to ride a push bike, it's tough, it's stressful, it's frustrating, right? They just can't get it. But they keep practicing because there's also an enthusiasm and excitement. As they go through that, it causes growth. Have a look at nature. Trees grow the deepest roots in the harshest droughts. When they're water deficient, a tree will tap down deeper roots in most cases or spread out in order to find more water. Humans don't think about this in their own life. They go, I want an easy life. Cool, go in a free fall. If you jump out of a plane without a parachute, everything is so easy because there's no, you don't feel gravity, right? You're just free falling, but eventually you're going to hit the ground. It's going to fucking hurt, right? <laughs> if it doesn't kill you, that's when someone says to me, oh, everything in life's going easy. I'm like, Guess what's happening. You're in free fall, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to get real, real quick. So you need to, you need to have pressure and stress every day. Everything in the universe expands based on pressure. Mm. Or it contracts based on pressure, if, if there's a lack of pressure, pressure or a vacuum. So we need pressure to expand and we need stress to grow. So if we don't have it's called use stress. If we don't have use stress, we don't get optimal growth. In an intimate relationship, we're trying to find out where that barrier or that line is for optimum growth for each other without it becoming too much distress, but without having minimal stress. So there's a fine line, but no one ever gets it right. Yeah. Parents will know exactly the same thing because with your children. You're trying to optimize stress so they grow, and you want them you want them to grow and you want them to develop as you know, highly competent human beings. But too much stress, you just watch them get crushed, but not enough, and they're little pricks. So you know what I mean? like there's there's a fine line. you just most people don't know where yeah. that is. I don't think I've ever got it right. I don't think most people will. Um, yeah. It's a fantasy if you think you do. But a relationship's just there for growth. So if you see it as a growth opportunity, instead of being that person who, when you get challenged, goes, you know what, fuck it, I'm leaving. And then you go and end up dating the same person that you've dated 20 times, that every time you challenge, you run away. Now it's time to go, well, hang on. This is an opportunity to grow. I need to learn how to communicate more effectively, understand people, not be self-centered, maybe not not be too altruistic and give everything to the other person because I have low self-worth. And then they take everything and then I blame them for the reason why I feel like shit. Yeah. I hope that answers that question, mate. (laughs) 100%.
1: (laughs) Most of the last of the questions, I think we've answered them a lot and tied into besides Mm -hmm. these two questions, they kind of stand out on their own. So the first one is, uh, what are some of your non-negotiables in your own life?
0: Oh. That's a really tough question. Uh, I should have got that one earlier. Um, when you when you asked me about doing this live, I was like, don't worry about sending through the questions. Um, but um, my non-negotiables, I don't really have any. Because in order to have a non-negotiable, it means that you're completely blocked off to the idea that things could change.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, in saying that, do I have things that I like to stick to? Um, and the answer is yes. So over time, I'm a lot more... Firm with my sleeping patterns. You know, I like to be in bed by a certain time every night. Like I, I really enjoy being in bed by 8:30 and asleep by nine. But is that a non-negotiable? Not really, because there are times where I'm awake later. You know, it depends if I've got speaking gigs or things like that. And they're at night time, I might get to bed at 10 or 11. Like it all depends. Um, exercise. I exercise a move every day, but is that a non-negotiable? Not really, because there are some days where I just feel so fatigued and, and burnt out, depending on what's going on. Like if I've had international travel or something like that, I'll just spend the whole day in bed. So I wouldn't say it's a non-negotiable, but for me, I base a lot of the principles that I live by around my values and what I'm trying to achieve. So I know that most days, like if you're if you're watching this on a live or or on YouTube or anything like that, you'll see I've got a bookshelf behind me in my book collection. My office is a little library. Um, well, I guess it's a a fairly decent sized library for most people. For me, it's little, but for most people, I guess there's probably a good thousand books or so in here. Um, um, but you know, like I like, I I love to learn every day. So I try and do as much as that as possible. I look after my health to the best of my ability. I make sure that I connect with people around me to the best of my ability, um, Yeah. They're probably some of the most common things. I guess my non-negotiable is probably having a shower every day. Like that's probably something that's probably a (laughs) non-negotiable.
1: Shower Um, and brushing your teeth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I, I don't mind getting away with like not brushing my teeth for a day, but a shower, you just feel gross. I guess brushing your teeth, you feel gross too, but yeah, I I don't, I don't really have like some people, like I have to exercise every day. It's like a non-negotiable, but I think everything in life is negotiable. It all depends on what's happening in that moment. Um, I just found that the more black and white that a person is, the more they end up just destroying shit within their own life and the more self-destructive they are. But also, like everything in life, greatness always happens at extremes. Like people want to balance life, but also they want to achieve at a fucking higher level. Those two things are counterintuitive. Like you don't get a balanced life and achieve in a one percenter. Like you just don't become a one percenter if if you're trying to be balanced. I know that there are times where I work to excess but that's because I'm trying to achieve at, at a high, high, high level above the average person. Like, you know, financially, I'm probably in the top 1% globally or, well, yeah, I would be. Um, but that doesn't happen because I'm trying to live a balanced life. It's because I'm trying to do crazy shit and push to extremes based on my purpose and my mission. Is that healthy? I don't know. If you look at statistically, maybe because where there's higher socioeconomic status, there's also higher health status. So people who have more money tend to live longer. Uh, Countries who have a higher socioeconomic status and higher wealth tend to live longer in most cases. So, you know, like, I don't know. I think everything comes at a cost. The question is, are you prepared for the cost? Yeah. You know, do you want to live a balanced life that's boring and monotonous and shit and never achieve anything? Is that more important than living a crazy life where you achieve amazing things that most people dream of? It all depends. Depends on what you love like you're looking at extreme sports athletes doing a double backflip on a on a motorbike out of control but that same person travels the world you know they they're doing shit every day that they love they get to ride motorbikes they probably have a sponsorship but are they likely to end up a paraplegic or die potentially higher than most
1: i love, that, pers- risk? Yeah. I love that perspective on i've never looked at it in this way that non-negotiables can stop you from growing there's certain boundaries in your life. I love that. That's something that I remember personally too.
0: Yeah, I don't. I think you've. It's it's about what what are the what are the negotiables, the negotiable, the non-negotiables, or the things that you're prepared to negotiate on for you personally, mm-hmm. versus the negotiables that you negotiate for others to like you because of how you behave. So, like something that I don't really negotiate with is how I live. As in, this is what I do, this is how I am. So when I first started dating Jess, she found it really interesting and and much credit to her family because like a lot of family functions I don't go to. She'll say, do you want to come up to my family's for this? And I'll go, no, that's all right, you go. And her family completely understand. So I'm extremely lucky to have her and to have her family because they have always supported me. Now, it must be hard for them as well because I know they get pressure from others around them that go, you know, Michael never comes to family function. They try to create fucking drama and shit. But to much credit to her parents, they're like, well, he's running a business. He's got shit to do. And, you know, like they get it. But there are other people around them that put pressure on them because they don't get it. And Jess has had it with her friends as well. Oh, Michael never comes to see us. Michael doesn't do this. So Jess is an extremely strong individual that gets that I am who I am. And, and that's how I guess I've been for a long, long time now. Like if I want to do something, I will do it. But if I don't want to do something, I just don't do it. And I don't give a shit whether people like it or don't like it because this is who I am. Yeah. And I would rather like myself than please everybody else and not like myself. Now, some people call that ruthless. Some people say I'm arrogant. Some people say you know, I'm narcissistic. Maybe, but it's, I'm not doing it because I want to upset other people. Like I don't want to upset others. But at the same time, I don't want to live a life that everyone else wants me to be. There's 8 billion people on the planet who all have an idea and an opinion about how I should live. Where does it stop? You know, and I realized this years ago like the more popular you become, the more of a leader you become, the more people have an opinion about you because they're filtering life through their values, their belief systems, and so on. And so, you know, some people go, Well, you train too much. Some people say you don't train enough. Some people say you swear too much. Some people say you don't swear enough. Some people say, I don't like the way you communicate. Some people say that I like, you know, like, where does it end? So I, I just try to think through situations and I go, you know, I know that these people, like my friends want me to go to their birthday parties and shit, but I don't want to go out drinking. Like I don't drink a lot. I used to, I used to get absolutely bent like five nights a week, but these days it's not a priority. So I'll say, look, I'll have lunch with you next week, but I'm not coming to your birthday. And then I get the, Oh, come on, man. You know? And the, the whole like try to guilt you into doing what they want you to do. And I'm like, look, I'm, it's just, it's not going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how it is. Have I lost friends? Yeah. Have, have people had judgments and criticisms? Yeah. But I spent my younger years trying to please everybody else. And I fucking hated myself and I hated life and I wanted to kill myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to that place. If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more, as well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. Yeah, I
1: understand that because I've had people in my life, like friends around me, they say to me, "How? why do people not bother you when you say no? Because usually when I say no to something, it's a no. Like I know what I want. And friends say to me, when I say no, people still try and beg me to do it. And I'm like, you just got to keep saying no and be firm with it over a long enough period of time. People will respect your answer and understand why you're doing it as well. Because you know Mm -hmm. you're doing it for your own purpose and your own good. And Yeah, yeah.
0: look, I I I I'm still trying to figure this out as well like everyone. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out life. I don't think anyone has the answers. I'm supposed to be this guru which I'm not. Um, you know, I'm I'm just a guy who loves understanding human behavior and I want to help people to to perform better in their own lives and in their businesses and and achieve what a great life looks like for them. But in our society, if I sat there and said I have all the answers, I would have millions more followers. I would probably make, you know, a hundred times more money, but then you end up getting a whole bunch of people that, that when something fucks up, they go, ah, I knew it. I knew you weren't as clean as what you said. I've worked with thousands, tens of thousands of people now. And I can tell you, everyone has a little dark box of shit in the back of their mind with a fucking lock and key that they do not want anyone to find because of all the shit that they're ashamed of. Everyone has it. And some of the most clean cut, people have some of the darkest shit and that's why every time someone gets celebrated as a hero or as an icon or whatever all this dark shit comes out about them because everyone's got it but then in our society we love people who don't we who don't have that you know like we love the hero and you know Mm -hmm. it's just come out now like the guy who uh i forgot his name who who won the um whatever medal, the war hero or whatever. Now it's come out that he killed people, like he killed kids and stuff in Afghanistan and all this and 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 you know, and I, I sit there and I go, Well, you know, that's that's you know, that's part of his dark box. Everyone's got it. Yeah. You know, you get the people who are politicians and they're supposed to be fucking perfect, and everyone goes, you know, they're supposed to be clean cut and do all the right things. And then all this dark shit comes out about them. It's like no shit, because they're human. Mm-hmm. And people act surprised, they're like, you know, he abused this person. He said the wrong thing. Ellen DeGeneres. She got attacked and shamed and pulled apart because in her thing, it's be kind to yourself and others. And I'm like, fucking hell, this isn't going to end good. And then it comes out, she's a bitch. And I'm like, no kidding. Because imagine (laughs) trying to eat your lunch one day. And every time you go out for lunch, every fucking day you go out for lunch, someone comes up. Can I get an autograph? Can I get a photo? Hey, of course there's going to be a day where you're just pissed off and you're burnt out and you're frustrated and someone does something and you're just like, you know what? I just wish you'd fuck off. Yeah. And now they oh, fucking bitch. And then the media grab hold of it and they blow it out. She went fucking crazy this waiter, And of course she's a human. I'm not surprised when that shit comes out, but most of fucking society is because most people think that we're supposed to be clean cut, have all the right answers, get everything right that we never go through anything bad. I tell people all the time, like I have fucking dark days. I have dark mm. moments. Like I doubt myself all the time. I worry about shit and I'm the human performance expert. And people are like, really? You have that? And I'm like, fucking everyone does.
1: Yeah, we're human. It's,
0: it's because, yeah, it's because they read all this shit about people who supposedly don't have it or they see the outcome. They don't see all the effort. And I can tell you right now, like if I go back to starting a business from zero, the stuff that I tell you now is based on having the outcome of having a seven-figure-plus business and having done it for multiple years now. It's not as bad as what I thought it was. But -hmm. if you go back to the day, there were times I'm fucking melting down, like weeks where I just didn't want to get out of bed because I just felt like no matter how hard I worked, nothing worked. Everything was just shit. I hated everybody. I hated the world. I hated people. I hated our customers. I hated staff. But now I can talk about it from like, You know, an experience. Yeah, you go through some hard times. And so people listen to that and they're like, fucking hell, I'm going through like this shit where I just hate everybody. And that's completely normal. So when you hear about, when you hear the stories, it's normally from an area where the pain of going through it is a lot less than what it was. Even just look at COVID. How many people at the start of COVID went and did stupid shit? Yeah. Right? Run out, bought toilet paper. I had friends of mine every time I'd go, every time I'd communicate with them, they're like, Have you had, had, the, had the Vax? Um, I mean, make sure you don't catch up with my kids. I don't want fucking you around people. Like, ugh. and now you talk to me, they're like, Oh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like, you know, I guess, you know, I was a little bit afraid. And I'm like, A little bit afraid? Are you fucking serious? Like, what? Because our perception of past incidences, the, the stress and the pressure tends to reduce a lot. So people forget how bad things really were or how bad they were over time. Even I talk to my mom now and I'm like, remember as a kid, you kicking my fucking door in and screaming and like abusing the shit out of me. Mum was like, I was never like that. Really? You were never like that. Cause my memory was pretty fucking clear. Yeah. That's how you were. But to her, she was like, I was never like that. So my point is, is that a lot of the times in our society and where I'm getting at is that when we, when we listen to these stories of individuals, What they go through, the emotional stages are either heightened and expanded because they're trying to tell a story and they want it to be more exaggerated or they deflate it as though it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. And so we tend to think, you know, I'm the only person going through this. It seems to be worse for me. Things are more painful for me. Stuff's not working. I'm trying everything. You know, I've been working in my business for three to four years and I'm not a millionaire yet. What's going on? That's normal, Mm -hmm. right? It's normal. I'm just trying to normalize shit to tell people that fucking life's tough. It's hard. You go through a lot of shit. No one has the answers. You've just got to do the best that you can do with the tools that you're given. If you understand your values, your mission, your purpose, lifestyle balance, and you keep learning and you keep growing, you take shortcuts. If you don't consistently learn and integrate into your own life, you're going to have to learn through trial and error. You make a lot of mistakes, but there's nothing wrong with you. I've never met a person where there's something wrong with them. Although, even in modern psychology, you hear people go, oh, it's it's because your brain's not working properly. No, their brain works differently. That's it. Okay? I, got, I, I could easily go and get diagnosed with ADHD. I know all the criteria. I could easily go and get diagnosed. Why don't I? Because well, how does it benefit me?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? I just think differently. And that's how I remind myself. I think differently.
1: Mm, that's Sorry. so true. Um, just to finish off that point there as well. Like back in the past when I did see a therapist, she tried to diagnose me with depression. And I saw that as a thing of, I haven't got anything in my life that I'm working towards. So I said, I don't have depression. I just don't have something I'm not working towards in life. And once I implemented the mission, I never felt those feelings occur as much as they did. Like now obviously you still have days where you feel like shit, but majority of the time I feel great. It's like, cool. It's because I'm aligned with my values and my mission in life.
0: Yeah. It's good that you were self-aware enough of that because I think, You know, um, Gabor Mate goes into this um, in some of his stuff, um, you know, with with anyone I speak about, I don't always agree 100% with the way that they do things. And I guess I have my different methodologies and different thoughts. But he said, like, when you're a child and things are going on around you that make you feel unsafe, you tend to internalize and go, I must have done something. It must be me. Now, That can cause a lot of problems because I have that, I have that issue, right? I had a lot of shit going on at home as a, you know, my mom was a 17 year old kid who had, you know, a child. So she was trying to figure it out. I used to get yelled at a lot. I used to get told, you know, that I was a problem a lot or stuff like that. And I guess maybe I was an unwanted child. Maybe I felt that. I don't, I don't know. I sort of haven't gone back to dig that up too much yet. And do I think that going back and digging up the past helps? Not really. And I think a lot of people do because they think if I can go back and figure it all out, then it will change the way my future is. Maybe. Sometimes you just dig a bigger fucking hole for yourself. Sometimes you're better off just going, this is how it was. So therefore, this is how I'm going to behave today. And now I'm going to build what I want to build. So there's benefits and there's drawbacks of going back to the past. But when you're under stress responses as a child, maybe you do tend to internalize things as there's a problem with me the benefit of that though is as an adult you create greater self-awareness and you go my life's not where where i want it to be i need to change so therefore i need to improve and that's a great thing and that's the whole self-development industry is for people who are self-aware enough to realize that they can change stuff but i meet people all the time they're like it's not me it's everybody else so they lack the awareness that they're the problem. And I meet business owners all the fucking time, especially in scaling businesses or in startup where they go, staff are always a problem. My staff is shit. And they complain all the time about staff. And I go, you're still on the tools most of the time. You're still trying to make money and do sales. You're not a business owner yet. Mm -hmm. Business owners lead people. They inspire people. They know how to manage them you haven't developed and evolved enough as a leader and a manager to be able to lead and manage people which is why your staff are erratic you have to grow and they go oh, it's not me it's them so there are benefits to having more self awareness but there are disadvantages the disadvantage is you look inside all the time you go there's something wrong with me that i have to fix mm-hmm. the the uh, disadvantage of that though is that or well, sorry the the advantage of that though is that you can change things now, the other people have a huge advantage, which is that they go, I'm just going to do shit and and fucking figure stuff out. But then when things go wrong, they go, it's not me, it's everything else. So everything in life has benefits and drawbacks. And I assume most people listening to this podcast are more internally self-aware, but you've got to be careful because something happens. And instead of looking outside of yourself and going, okay, so I had this responsibility but there was a whole bunch of other responsibilities as well that maybe I could have controlled but maybe I couldn't have and so maybe I just need to keep moving on and, and learn from it and keep going whereas some people dive into like well why is that happening why does this always happen to me and you just watch them dive into this deep canyon of like self-defeating thoughts and self-hatred and and that doesn't help either and so for me personally I've I've been more of my life that dark canyon dive inside and I've had to teach myself that just look at the simple facts, don't dive too deep into the past shit and try and figure everything out because it just leads to a fucking dark place of nowhere until you hit rock bottom. Stay inspired, stay living the mission, be busy because the busier I am and the more I'm working towards, and when I say busy, I mean productive, the more I'm working towards things that I perceive are important in life, the less time I have to think about my past and all the negative shit that happened. So I just keep going. Now, some people disagree with that, 100%. Are there psychologists out there that say it's probably unhealthy? Probably, but then we we can compare lifestyles and we compare lives and we'll see who's who's on top and who's not. So you know, the, that's yeah. it. And it
1: works for you. And that's the main thing. Like that's that's what I say of myself. Like if something's working for me, I'm going to do it. Some people may say you're doing too much, but I'm like, well, it doesn't feel like I am. I feel great. So it's just yep. fine. It's just fine. More discovery about yourself. But yep. I think that's a um. Oh, sorry. You go.
0: I was going to say for for anyone who's listening to this, um. Something that helps me a lot is that life, I know you hear it all the time, but life is a journey. And life is a journey of, of discovery. And if you see every day as being filled with a little treasure treasure chests of both things that you open sometimes, you're like, oh, shit, that's a bit fucking rough. And then other times you open the treasure chest and you're like, eh, I did something cool. Then you start to see life as more of a bit of a game. I also like to think of it as a chess game where if the, t- the 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 one thing that will defeat you in a game of chess is the timer running out. So don't sit there and not move a piece for too long because the timer will run out. And like most people going, well, I want to get everything right before I do something. Well, here's the thing. The timer's going to run out. You lose the game. Make a move. So make a move. That's it. Make a move. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to make a move and they're going to make a move. And you're like, fuck, they got me. Make a different move. Keep moving and you don't get to control the game. You can control your side, but they control their side. And sometimes you make a move and someone knocks you out and you're like, shit, make the next move. Be ready to make the next move and keep thinking two or three steps ahead and keep moving. Life becomes fun then because you're playing the game. Do you always win? No, but you learn how to get better. So if you keep the game of life fun, you see it as being a game of moves. You know that the time is going to run out if you fuck around for too long. And if you sit there waiting... So just keep moving and then learn from it and and understand that the the treasure chests sometimes they open you open them and they're full of things that aren't the best but there is also something to learn from that and take away it's not a treasure chest if there's not treasure in it so there has to be treasure in it it's just sometimes the treasure feels shit at first but in 2 years time that treasure chest is going to be so highly valuable because you learn something that now you're never going to make that mistake again I wouldn't be the person I am today without all the fuck ups that I've gone through without hitting rock bottom, without, you know, all of that stuff. And that's, I I love teaching that stuff because I think it gives people permission to be human. And I think the personal development industry either teaches people that the reason why they're fucked up. And when I say fucked up, that's because that's how they feel that I'm not saying that they are fucked up, but that they're fucked up because of all this past shit that happens. So they dive into their past and then they just realize that the more that they dive into it, it's like the ocean. Every time they try and find the depth of it, they find it's fucking deeper somewhere else, right? And it's it's almost like space as well. The deeper you go, the more fucking space there is. The more so expansion. Like, yeah, like you're going to spend your whole life trying to go back to your childhood, trying to figure out you know, all this shit. I spoke to a guy the other day. Um, uh, by the way, do you, do you have to get off in a minute? Because I don't want to keep you.
1: Yeah, I've got about five minutes.
0: Awesome. So. so I was talking to this guy the other day that I've known for years he's a, a black belt in BJJ. I've known him for many, many years. He's a business owner. And I could just see him just smashing, working through, like he, he would just smash himself. He was always on the go, ADHD type personality, uh, probably you know slightly narcissistic as well, which I think most business owners that are successful are because they've got to just do shit at the expense of other people in order to make it operate, especially when it's a small business. Um, And so he's pushing, pushing, pushing. And I kept saying, you know, come, come and do one of my events. Cause I could see, I could see, I could help him, but he just, he, he was just so laser focused. Mm-hmm. Anyway, recently I, uh, I saw something on social media and I shot him a message. I was like, Hey mate, how's everything going? He's like fucking worst month ever. And I was like, why is that? And he said, business is, there's some things that have fallen apart. Team have left. And also my wife's left in the last two weeks. And I went, oh shit, got a couple of kids. Like, fuck, this is bad. So anyway, I just saw, I left the message for a little bit and left it unread. And then um, I gave him a buzz. I was just driving into a meeting that I had and I gave him a buzz and I was like, mate, how's everything going? He's like, oh yeah, it's been going good, man. And I was like, what's going on? He told me the story and he said, I've been doing all this trauma therapy. And it's like the best thing ever, because now he understands why he is the way that he is and why he acts the way that he does and why he's worked so hard and all that stuff. And I was like, "All oh, right, cool. Fair enough. But anyway, kept like trauma, this trauma, that, you know, it's because of my past traumas. And I was like, dude, you've learned all of this stuff, but here's the thing. You also are saying like, you've read the secret and you understand about all this energy stuff and you've been doing all this energy healing and all the fucking breath work and all the trauma therapies. Cause it's all fashionable, right? I've been in the coaching industry for 20 years and fashions come and go. Like I can, I can pretty much tell what's going on. Like right now, everyone's fucking breath working. It's like Mm -hmm. breath work this and learn it. It's, it's just another fad. Like, you know, I've, I've been doing breath work for fucking 15 years, but it wasn't cool, right? It's just because it, it regulates the autonomic nervous system. So, like, this stuff's been out there, but it's more fashionable now. There's more research coming out about it, and Wim Hof has made it quite popular. Um, but everyone's now putting their own spin on it and, and all of that stuff. But anyway, it's cool now that it's more popularized. But I said, dude, look, you're saying that you've read all of this stuff, right, about energy and all this. Think about this. If you believe that energy is what you say it is and you're talking about trauma, just think about it. Just put that in your mind and just hold it and think through it. Right. Does that, does that not seem stupid? Mm. Okay. So, you know, I believe in energy, you know, what we focus on expands and you know, what we put out to the universe, we get back. All right, cool. Now let's talk about fucking trauma every three minutes.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: Like that just is, is so counterintuitive and it's because, He's not thinking through things properly. He's not having the time to reflect. And I'm not saying that there's not a place to talk through trauma, but if you believe in, if you've got, if you've got these sort of beliefs about energy and what you put out, you get back, and all that stuff, and you're thinking about all the reasons why your life's fucked up and all that sort of shit. Then all you're going to do is you're going to replicate that into your future and you're going to have to keep working on yourself because you feel like you're a fuck up, that there's all these problems, that there's all this trauma that's going on. And you're going to, in five years' time, you're going to be dealing with the trauma that you're going through now because you're going to keep doing it because it's going to keep creating what you don't want.
1: Yeah, like repetitive thoughts and language you are going to keep repeating actions and behaviors as well.
0: Yeah, so I don't, I don't talk about trauma. When, when people come to my event and they go, I've had this traumatic experience, I go, cool, what do you mean by trauma? And they're like, well, this bad thing happened. And I'm like, okay, what made it bad? And they're like, well, there was this specific moment in time that happened. And I'm like, okay, so we've gone now from traumatic experience to there was this event, right? Now, a trauma is different and it feels different than an event. So you had an event and in that event, there was a specific moment in time. That specific moment in time ha- had a certain perception that perception now, let's go back and let's unravel a little bit and let's talk through it all and let's figure out what the imbalances are in your perceptions and let's see how we can balance that shit out. Mm-hmm. When you balance it out, they don't perceive it as trauma. It's just an experience that happened Yeah. And, and they don't have the emotional reaction. But because people also don't want to get rid of the emotional reactions that they have because it forms part of their identity and their reactions and their past story, they think that if I get rid of it, then I'm going to lose what has given me my drive like i can tell you right now most entrepreneurs and and there's more research coming out of this entrepreneurial type people tend to have past perceived traumas that aren't bad enough to flip them into drugs and alcohol and all these like you know ways of coping or maybe they've gone down that path but they've now pulled themselves back a little bit but they they tend to be more independent they tend to not worry about so much what people think they tend to be quite um self reflective and they tend to be extremely driven and needing to prove themselves so they're quite insecure but not insecure enough where they don't do anything they're insecure enough to where they do something to prove a point yep. so when you look at a, an entrepreneurial type personality they will they will work extremely hard push themselves extremely hard um but that that is their drive is also their pain you take away their pain they lose their drive so there are a lot of entrepreneurs who go and do personal development and then they fall into this hole and they're like oh man I just can't be bothered doing anything, but I hate myself. And what they're doing is they're recreating a trauma in order to get back their drive. They're recreating pain in order to get back drive. They will self-sabotage all their money, their intimate relationship, their family, everything in order to create enough pain to create drive again. So you've got to be really careful with some of these strategies that are out there. And people have these fantasies of like, if I can just get rid of all this bad shit that happens to me, everything will be easy. Maybe, but maybe not. You've You've got to work with someone who knows what they're doing.
1: Yeah, it all depends on what you're doing with that information once you reveal all these traumatic things that you've been through. It's like, what are you actually doing with that information? Are you sitting with it and staying with it? Or are you leaving it behind and use it as experience to make you grow and become a better version of yourself? And it's just, yeah, that's what it all comes down to.
0: Yeah, you've got to be insecure. If you want to be driven, you have to be insecure enough to feel like shit that you haven't got your mission. Or you've got to be insecure enough to have to deal with that you feel like your past is making your insecurities. You, In some way, shape, or form, you have to create a void or an insecurity in order to be driven. Mm. And you have to feel like there's this big thing in the future that I'm trying to achieve and I'm not there yet, so I've got to work really, really hard to get there. But that also means that you feel partially like you're not enough or you're not good enough or you haven't achieved enough. Or you've got to have past shit that is pushing you to want to prove yourself to something or somebody. Yeah. Okay. Um, now there are some people who debate that and they go, oh, but you know, it's if we love what we do and blah, blah, blah. But the only way that we know what we want to do is because we perceive a void of something missing. So there's got to be a missingness in there and insecurity or whatever to create drive. Mm. So if you get rid of that insecurity, you lose your drive. When you lose your drive, you essentially lose the things that fulfill you in life because pushing hard and working towards something and overcoming obstacles that are in the way of you getting there is how you build your self worth, your self love, your self respect, your self confidence. So I get it's that dichotomy. I think all humans want an easy life. They want everything to be simple and a beautiful straight line where you know we can just cruise and just live what we love. That's that's not. Tr- now, if we're driven, that comes at a cost, and there's there are consequences and sacrifice of living that lifestyle but yep. there are consequences and sacrifices of living a shitty lifestyle where you don't do much because you're content and satisfied. Mm. How do you want to live? Content and satisfied but not achieve anything or extremely driven achieving stuff but you know maybe not having that contentment as well. Like every individual person out there has their own unique way of wanting to live mm. and no one can tell you what that is. You just have to discover it yourself. And you know just before we go I think you know I got asked on an interview the other day like what's your morning routine? I'm cautious about giving morning routines because my morning routine works for me based on my values, my life balance that I'm trying to create, the mission that I have. So you can listen to 50 different people tell you their morning routines. If you try to implement it, it'll probably make you more confused, more stressed out and frustrated because you won't stick to it. The key is not to, when you listen to people, even like me, the key isn't to listen to it and to go, I need to be more like them. You listen to it and you go, okay, what would work for me in the lifestyle and mission that I've got? And this is where it comes back to, I don't teach people what to do. I teach people how to figure out their own way of doing things. Yeah. Because it's not that you're not successful, you're already successful. It's just that everything else is clouding your ability to achieve the success that you want at the level that you want. So I don't tell people what to do. <laughs> I ask them questions so they can figure it out. And then when they figure it out, now they've got the tools to live the life that they want to live. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: That makes sense. And just before we finish up, I just want to touch on the morning routine thing. When I first started getting into personal development, I was researching like routines, morning routines. I found myself doing other people's morning routines and being pissed off that I had to do it. And I'm like, this isn't working, it's bullshit. And then once I started to implement things that I enjoy, but that knows will, will push me towards my mission. And that's when I started to get better results in my life. And Like you said, you got to tailor it
0: to yourself. But- yeah,
1: 100%. But- Thank you for joining today, men. Like, much appreciated. So much value. I love chatting with you as well. I feel like we just have some good conversations. And thank you for coming on.
0: Mate, I really appreciate it. And thanks for being a, a great host as well, because it's uh, the questions that you ask are, are you know, great. And, uh, you know, I, I love the fact as well that you allow me to just sort of freestyle and, and go at it however I want to sort of go at it. So I appreciate that. Um, you know, you're, you're a great host. Um, so thank you.
1: Thank you, mate. Appreciate the feedback as well. And everyone listening, I'll link in in the bio of this episode, whether YouTube or Spotify, wherever you're listening. All of Michael's, his website, his TikTok, Instagram, everywhere where you can find them. his podcast as well. So please check out the bio, check out Michael's work, and we'll catch us next time.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Cheers. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate this podcast by clicking the stars on the podcast home screen and follow to get notified for when new episodes drop.